When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. The Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. He's Greg, I'm Nick. The episode that you're going to listen to right now is brought to you by, of course, our friends at FanDuel. They help sponsor the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cattles. FanDuel is the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Sign up now at FanDuel.com slash Boston and claim your $200 bonus. Well, a lot is going on and not so much is going on all at the same time. <laughs> that's that's how it feels so far with this free agency. Greg, let's start with Jonu Smith. We spent a lot of time talking about Jonu on this podcast the past couple of years. He was traded for a seventh-round pick to Atlanta. Uh, just your thoughts on that move quickly. Yeah, um, complete disaster of a signing. Um, the only upside on all this is we don't have to hear about how uh, who was it? Josh McDaniels, then Matt Patricia or Mac Jones were uh, conspiring to hold Johnny Smith back. He was a misfit from the start. Um, people, some people internally knew that, knew that he, he you have to use him very specifically. And um, it was just a disaster. And I'm not giving Belichick credit for anything about, you know, getting a seventh round draft pick or anything like that. It was a uh, it was a terrible signing. Um, you know, they did what they had to do. They had to get rid of him. Yeah, I mean, good move because there was no value there. You create some cap space. And, you know, we've we've talked about it a little bit here, but there's a lot of depth at the tight end position in the draft. So it seems like if there's any offseason to make this kind of move, this was the offseason, and you replenish that position in the draft along with Hunter Henry, and you should be fine for at least this year. Another move they made, Greg, was, of course, re-signing Jonathan Jones. Your thought on that one? Um, I mean, you know, I'm certainly not against it. Uh, I think Jonathan Jones is a good player. He gives you a lot of options in a, in a bunch of different places, including free safety after Devin McCourty's retirement. Um, uh, the Patriots correctly gauged his market. He didn't have much of a market. Um, you know, the deal that he took from the Patriots – you know, I at first I thought it was really team friendly, but actually talking to people around the league, including one team that um, that had some interest in Jonathan Jones, they thought the Patriots overpaid, which I was a little wow. bit surprised at. I'm not saying that's my opinion. Um, I'm fine with it. Uh, I just I just don't like it in conjunction with another move that we'll be talking about soon. And I mean, we might as well get into it. You know, letting Jacoby Myers walk. Um, he goes to the Raiders on basically a one-year prove-it deal for, uh, I think it's uh, around $11 million for the first year. Um, you know, I, 
I don't love it if there's nothing else coming down the pipe. I mean, I, I, I assume that there is because there's no way that the Patriots can go into this season with what they have, especially on offense. I mean, I, you know, in conjunction with the Jonathan Jones, the reason I bring up Jacoby Myers is because um, if for some reason they aren't doing anything other than, say, the draft, then it just goes to uh, back up the, the well-held thought around the league, people in the building, that when push comes to shove, Bill's going to spend his money and his resources on defense. And um, I just think that's a mistake. We'll get into Jacoby Myers more, but I just kind of wanted to link those two together that, yes, he brings back a tried and true guy on defense, a guy he can rely on defense, but on offense, he lets that guy go. I think more is coming, but we'll see. All right, so for Jonathan Jones, look, you still need a lockdown cornerback, number one kind of guy. Mm -hmm. He does help defensive back versatility. He can play outside. He can play inside. He can play safety. It helps your safety depth. I did not think it was a too, you know, exorbitant amount of money to to throw at Jones. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. it I don't think it, it, it hurts you in any kind of way. I think it actually helps you when we talk about having leaders in the room. And I think he can be one of those guys. So I, yep. I thought it made sense. Jacoby Myers, look. First of all, I'd say the NFL felt, obviously, with this contract, the NFL felt much lower on Jacoby Myers in their evaluation than, than many others um, that, that don't play in the league and don't scout in the league. The fact that this is a year-to-year -year deal, the fact that it was you know $11 million, the fact that the wide receiver free agency market was really shallow to begin with, Jacoby had seemingly no value in the league. And... Uh, that that is a bit surprising. I didn't think he was going to get the 16, 17 million a year people were talking about. But the fact that nobody could have given him a better deal than he got, that tells me the league does not think very highly of Jacoby Myers. Now, that doesn't mean the Patriots made a, the right call by letting him walk and not giving him that deal. I agree with you, Greg, and we'll get into this a little bit more later. But I'm just going to say overall here, and I think this is something I'll, I'll dig into deeper as we move on with this podcast, but overall, it's still really early. And I know people don't want to hear that, but it's March freaking 15th. And and it's it's funny because back, you know, in 2021, when they're spending all of this money, like Robert Kraft walked into a strip club with a money gun, everybody was loving it and going crazy and going bananas. And then a couple of years later, they're pissing about all the all the moves that were made outside of Matthew Judon that offseason. So it's like, what do you want? When the Patriots were aggressive, you ended up bitching because they didn't land the right guys. When they're, when they're giving us a little bit more meat and potatoes to start this, it's, well, they're not doing enough. It's March 15th, and I, and I think that goes in line with Jacoby Myers, which, again, we'll talk about more in a little while. My, and Nick, a I, I, Nick, I completely agree with you, um, you know, just real quick on that. Um, you know, I'm not going to condemn Belichick and the Patriots for – uh, what they've done to this point, which is uh, definitely uninspiring. And, um, you know, but, you know, like you said, it's early. The new league year doesn't start right now. We're taping this at 1225 p.m. Eastern time. The new league year when signings can become official um, and also trades can commence doesn't happen until 4 p.m. And, um, you know, I'm I'm waiting to see. I'm one of these guys like, you know, I, I understand, you know, what they're doing so far. And um, we'll talk about sort of, you know, what I think they're doing. But I think you're absolutely right. Like it's, 
you know, it's easier for fans uh, to to kill the Patriots, especially those who might have some sort of agenda, especially who are sick of Bill and maybe holding lingering uh, feelings about Tom Brady being out the door. It's easy for fans to go on Twitter and say this and that, you know, but for those of us who actually have our names on things that get things thrown back in our face, like I'm not going to condemn the team right now on what they have. And I think you and I see it the same way because I've seen your tweets about it. Like it's not popular and people want you to go after Belichick and things like that. But look, I think people know me by now in my career that if I have something to say, I'm going to say it, but I'm not going to condemn the Patriots. You know, like you said, on March 15th at 1230 PM when (laughs) 24 hours now things could look a lot different. And I think they will. Um, do I know what they're doing? No. Does it frustrate people that they don't know? Yes. But that's part of the Patriots experience, you know, and, um, you know, so we'll, we'll see what's coming down, but I'm not, I'm not here to, um, you know, light the world on fire because um, I have to believe, and we'll get into this, I have to believe that something more is coming. I have an analogy for it. If you've ever seen these guys and, and, and women that, that paint and they paint, I, I've seen this guy that like paints upside down and it's, it's really weird. Like he, he, he paints upside down, not, not him hanging upside down, but he, he paints kind of like an upside down picture. And when he starts painting, you have no freaking idea what this thing looks like. You don't even know if it could be a human and, and he could be halfway through the face and you have no idea who it is. And then when he's done, it's a work. It's, it's a masterpiece. It is such a work of art. I'm not telling you that the Patriots are going to paint a masterpiece here. But what I'm telling you is this point in the offseason, the canvas just got put on the easel like they're just starting to put the strokes on this thing. We're more than a, a month away from the draft. Take a deep breath and let's see what happens here over the next four, five, six weeks. I know it's not. And look, radio people will push back at me like I don't know how to do radio or something. You know, you can still do radio. You can still talk about moves and vacuums. You can still, you know, talk about Jacoby Myers leaving and how that impacts the team and how where they might want to go, which I'm sure Greg and I will do in a little bit. You can still do that kind of radio without burning the village down. I know that's unpopular in Boston in some in some in places. But that's what I believe. That's what I've always believed. So you can do radio in different ways. You don't have to walk out there and say the world is over because Jacoby Myers is not returning as a Patriot. Take a deep breath. Let, let's see what happens. There, there's a lot more dominoes to fall here. Um, an interesting move with Devin McCourty, Greg, with his contract, the Patriots picked up $5 million in salary cap space. Um, they added one of these you know, fake fraudulent Fugazi years to McCourty's deal. Uh, your thoughts on on that move? Uh, yeah, you know, good. Um, doesn't surprise me. I mean, Devin's the consummate pro, and he realizes this. Pa- this helps the Patriots a little bit. Um, you know, him retiring, you know, accelerated nine million dollars over nine million dollars onto the cap, and you know, he's all about the team, even in retirement. And so, uh, not a surprise, and uh, you know, good for the Patriots. You know, I, I think this will help our conversation a little bit later and it also kind of accentuates what we were just talking about the patriots right now are top five in cap space now we'll see how these other deals fall i just saw a tweet um i believe it's from uh, ben volan and i i know that's a little shaky nowadays but it's it's looking at 
It's looking at contract numbers, so I, I, I feel like we might be safe here. Um, according to Volan, Jabil Pepper's two-year deal is a base value of $9 million. Maximum of $11 million with incentives, $6 million guaranteed. Cap numbers are 3.45 and 5.55. So the, these deals will come in. We'll talk about Peppers in a minute. But the bigger picture and, and the idea here, Greg, is the Patriots have a lot of cap space. There are still a number of available free agents that could help this football team. And there are still trades that can happen. So we'll, we'll see. But they, they have the cap space that they're keeping. Is it for a reason? We'll talk about it. Uh, a couple of tenders, Greg. Miles Bryant and Yadni Kajust have been tendered. We just talked about Miles Bryant at the end of last week's pod. Uh, basically, people, you know, some people wanted to know why. They continue to want to know why, especially after him getting tendered. Um, you know, what the Patriots see in him. And we talked about it. I think he's a good all-around player, that smart guy, tough guy, a little undersized, um, that covers you in a lot of spots. I think he's a guy that you want around. Um, Yadni Kajust. Who the F knows? I, I have no idea what they're doing. Like, it seems like as of today, as of 12.30 p.m. on Wednesday, the Patriots have set out and said, everybody, hang on. We are cornering the markets on average, middling to below average offensive tackles. Like, this is how we're going forward. I mean, Yadni just got beat out by Connor McDermott, like, who – can't even get on a roster and then Bill Belichick says thank God we had Connor McDermott I mean if you wanted to hear anything about if any quote encapsulated last year's offense it's thank God we have Connor McDermott and so they brought McDermott back they have Yadni Kajust they signed Calvin Anderson from the Broncos they signed Riley Reef today like you know and we'll talk about what what I think that means but I mean Yadni Kajust like, really? Like, oh, and they put the original round tender on him. Remember, they drafted him with a third-round pick. So if somebody boldly wants to come and get Yadni Kajust, the Patriots can recoup a third-round pick. Like, that would ever freaking happen. I mean, that's the lowest level you can really go with him without setting him free. But it's just, to me, it's a hilarious. It's a guy who's been here, seems like, about 12 years who you know can't <laughs> stay on the field, and they gotta bring them back. I mean, you know, sometimes it wants you, want, you wonder if Belichick's even even trying. Does is he looking at anything? But you know, whatever. I just had to rant about that because it's just it's it's ridiculous. You could, I mean, they have Andrew Stuber coming back who didn't play last year. It was a seventh round pick. Like, oh my god, I don't. I mean, we'll talk more about this, but you know, good lord. I don't know what the hell's going on with Yadni Kajust, Kajust. I mean, if, by the way, is it Kajust or Kajust? Because I've heard it both ways. It's uh, it's Kajust. Okay. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on with Kajust. And we might as well get into the tackle talk a little bit right here because there were a couple of free agent signings by the Patriots at offensive tackle. They brought in uh, Denver offensive tackle Calvin Anderson, a guy who's played both right and left side. Uh, Seems like a swing tackle. And then you uh, yep. found out today that uh, they also have agreed with Chicago offensive tackle Riley Reef. Um, feels like he's 125 years old. He's been in the league forever. Um, but just kind of you, you look at those two moves, Greg, you look at Kajust. It, are these just depth signings? Or are these maybe a precursor to 
I know you, you have written about maybe Trent Brown being traded. What, what does all of this mean? Are we just supposed to take depth away? I know Jeff Howe tweeted out, a friend of mine, and I'm sure yours tweeted out that, you know, Reef uh, signed with the expectation to start. I don't know if that means he's absolutely going to start. We'll see. But just what to make of these moves at offensive tackle? Are these depth things? Or are we going to go with this, uh, hey, middle of the road competition for the right tackle spot? So uh, a couple of different things. Um, Riley Reef, um, veteran guy, you're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle with uh, maybe a year or two. Um, you know, perhaps uh, you know, he, it's just because they've added so many guys who are just sort of in the same bucket. Um, it, it, it's hard to tell exactly what they're doing. But if I had to guess right now, um, you, you know, we're going to get into this about, you know, what I think they're doing, but as far as just these guys, Riley reef is a guy who's got a lot of miles. A lot of people think he's cashed around the league. You might be able to, uh, to squeeze a year or two out of, uh, him starting. Now I don't think he can start at left tackle. He used to at one point in time when he was younger, I didn't think he was that good then. Um, I thought he was a bit overrated. Um, you know, he, he, he's okay. He's a, he's a guy that, you know, is sort of a placeholder type. Um, Calvin Anderson from uh, one NFL source called him a, a shitty tackle. Another one said that he's, he's uh, you know, he's very athletic, plays really hard. I would put him – I haven't watched film on him yet, but from what I understand, I would put him into the sort of like, you know – you know, I think he's a little bit better than Kajust. Um, you know, other guys that they've had like Cam Fleming. Like, you know, he's an he has some athletic upside. He struggles with longer guys, from what I understand. Um, you know, competes hard. Good locker room guy. Was an undrafted free agent here. That's how he started. Um, you know, Connor McDermott is a backup type. Um, you know, at offensive tackle. Uh, um, Austin, uh, Andrew Stuber, the seventh round draft pick. We have no idea what he's going to be, but you know, it's just for now, it looks like they're, they're just throwing a bunch of guys into the pile and they're going to see who rises to the top, which I don't really mind. Um, especially if they're, they're getting a, a offensive tackle somewhat high in the draft, either in the first round or the second round that, um, you know, they don't want to overly rely on him, but if he wins the job in camp, then, you know, he displaces some of these guys. So uh, th this is how I'm feeling about it. Belichick loves options. He hates to be pigeonholed in the draft. And I, I think he's going into this draft. He's going to see what the options are in that first round at 14. I still believe they're going to trade down. I think that's going to be their best option, but we'll see. And uh, I think you you have to, it would be professional negligence and malpractice if they do not draft a young offensive tackle in April. Do uh, You have to draft at least one. And if you draft a guy and you have that guy in Trent Brown and you have Riley Reef and Calvin Anderson and McDermott and could just, you know, as backup tackles and swing tackles and, you know, maybe you do move Trent Brown out if Reef looks good. I don't have any issue with building your depth on the offensive line. And so if, if, if they go out and they draft somebody in April and I do anticipate them doing that, and if they don't, I'm going to 
just absolutely eviscerate them. But if they if they do go out and draft that young offensive tackle, and then you can kind of develop that guy if he needs it. It's no rush. Like you said, there's a little bit of a competition in camp. But to me, you can't have enough decent offensive linemen. So I'm not going to bitch. We'll see how they all come together. I don't get the Kajust thing, but we'll see. Um, they re-signed. Patriots re-signed Raekwon McMillan, Carl Davis, and Jabril Peppers. Um, for the most part, I mean, these are just depth guys, and it looks like I'm I'm afraid to say. Again, I'm going to wait until um, at least most of this is in there, that um, they're basically they're happy with their defense and are going to run most of it back. Uh, McMillan is a role player. Car- Carl Davis is a role player. Jabril Peppers is interesting. Like, I think it's a two-year deal worth up to $11 million. I'm sure they can get out after one year. But one thing to keep in mind as we go forward in 4 p.m. approaches, and I think we've talked about this before. Now, I don't think this is going to happen. But, you know, if they're, if they're interested in making a meaningful trade, um, Kyle Duggar is a guy who will be going into the last year of his contract. Um you know, if you think you can get something for him, selling high, Peppers—they're very similar players in terms of you know what they do. Their box safeties, that type of thing. Another position that the Patriots are cornering in the NFL—they they they have a bunch of box safeties. Um, but he signed for two years, so it's it looks like for at one position they have a succession plan where if you know if Kyle Duggar goes to market, if he's dead set on going to market a year from now. Does anybody think the Patriots are gonna are gonna pay top of the market for him? I don't, and so at least they, at least Peppers gives them options later, if not now, if they decide. Look, Peppers is turning down our contract extension offers, um, so let's move him now as 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 the centerpiece of a, a meaningful trade. So you know we'll see on that. So what is Bedard's theory as far as what the hell is going on? What's the alternative? All that to get to. By the way. Um, Tom Palacero just tweeted out less than a minute ago because we know Aaron Rodgers is scheduled to be on Pat McAfee in about 20 minutes. Um, Palacero of the NFL Network says the Packers and Jets continue to negotiate on a Rodgers trade but have not yet agreed to trade terms. Uh, Green Bay is not looking for multiple first-round picks like other quarterbacks uh, have commanded in recent years. The talks are ongoing. So we'll see what happens. That's a, that's with that. a source off because I think Schefter, if I'm not wrong, reported that the Patriots are looking for multiple first-round picks, and that's the big holdup on this. So, interesting. Of course, you would mean uh, Packers, not Patriots, but yes. Oh, yeah, Packers. Sorry. So, we'll see. Uh, something else, and, and I'm sure we'll dive into this a little bit more here, but uh, Doug Kide. Doug Kide tweeted out that, per his sources, the Patriots have been in close contact with one of the top free agent wide receivers available. Um, who could that be? Well, you, you still have Juju Smith-Schuster out there. You have OBJ out there. Uh, DJ Chark. That's pretty much it that I can see. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if 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 any of that comes to light, and whether or not you think any of those guys are top tier free agents at the wide receiver position. Uh, let's get with the plan, though. Here. Um, so your theory. Look, I, I've seen mostly angst. If you're wondering, Greg, from from Patriots Nation, and yep. my judge's Twitter, which is always dangerous. I obviously don't do radio in Boston right now, so I, I don't have that day to day text line, phone line stuff going on, but. I've seen mostly angst. I've seen frustration. I'm not sure Belichick's rope is as long as it used to be given the last three years. But uh, what is your theory as far as what we've seen so far uh, in the first couple of days of, of this uh, off season? My theory is the Patriots are 
are building up to trades, that that's the avenue that they're going to use. Um, there hasn't been much on Hopkins out there at all. There's been no news. Um, you know, again, my feeling, and again, it was just a guess. I don't have any inside information. Um, but just knowing the way the Patriots operate, I think that the Hopkins is definitely on the plate. So, and, and here's the other thing with what they've done at tackle. I think Trent Brown's on the way out. Um, you know, you look at what they've done and plus what they could do in the draft and they've given themselves options at both tackles. They have, you know, like I said, they, they have a ton of middling tackles that aren't making set to make $11 million this year, like Trent Brown is. And, um, certainly everyone's had their issues with Trent Brown, a lot of penalty issues last year, some effort stuff. I still think he's a good, solid tackle and, and can, I think he's better than any of the guys that they've signed. But again, it comes to valuation. You know, what's Riley Reef at whatever he's getting paid, probably like five or six million dollar base plus upside if he starts X amount of games. Is he worth more than Trent Brown? So the thing with Trent Brown, right now, I think the Patriots, right now as we speak, I think they have about $30 million in cap space. Um, if you trade Trent Brown, you pick up another $10 million in cap space. And again, I I know that you can do whatever you want with the cap space. I understand that. But we're, we cover the Patriots. We cover Bill Belichick. And we have to deal with how they do things. And they are not one of these teams. They have never been. They could do it. They could surprise us tomorrow by redoing a bunch of deals, even though they don't have a ton of contracts that, that, that would be good for that. They could redo a ton of deals and recoup even more cap space, but they just don't do it. So I, there's no point in talking about it, but Trent Brown would, is a real move that you could do. Now, all of a sudden you have $40 million in cap space. If you were thinking about signing Orlando Brown, the top tackle on the market, who apparently wants to get paid like a left tackle, he's really more of a right tackle, which I agree with. Um, you know, he's going to command 20 plus million dollars a year. You could do that. You could trade for DeAndre Hopkins. You could sign Odell Beckham Jr. You know, with that amount of cap space. So, you know, I think some things in the, are in the works. I think that the Patriots are, are going to do something major on the offensive side of the ball. Um, it doesn't look like they're going to do what I really wanted them to do, which was get a little bit better on defense. But you never know. Remember, my proposed trade was uh, Trent Brown and and somebody else to the Cardinals, uh, probably plus a pick for for DeAndre Hopkins and Isaiah Simmons, their athletic linebacker, who they haven't been able to figure out how to use. I think he would make the Patriots uh, better if they figure out how to use them. But I have to believe. I refuse to believe that Bill Belichick is just going to go into the season and just say is is looking to to get as much cap space for next year. I refuse to believe that because as of right now, this team is not competitive. They're a last place AFC East team. I refuse to believe that Bill Belichick is doing that. I have to believe that something is coming down the pipeline and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Totally agree with you. Um, 100% agree with you. I don't think that they massage McCourty's contract to gain extra space. I don't think they let Jacoby Myers walk on the deal he got from Vegas. I don't think they, they do the things that they've been doing over the past 48 hours and even leading into the legal tampering period. 
I don't think they do those things just to do those things. They have a plan. What that plan is, we don't know, but every dollar counts. And look, Greg's right. They, they could do a lot of other things and create space and, and make a splash and blah, 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 through free agency and just go absolutely bonkers over three, four days and, and retool their entire team. But we have to deal with the reality. The reality is that's not how the Patriots do business. So when they create an extra $5 million here, they create this much here. And it's not like they have to sign somebody right now uh, to keep and give them a big fat deal. It's not like you're creating money for, you know, say Tom Brady to sign an extension. It means they're creating space for a reason. They're not creating space just to create space and just to say, hey, look, the draft's coming up and we still have $30, $40 million left in cap space. There's got to be a reason for it or reasons. And, you know, I'll, I'll throw something out there right now. You know, if this is what I mean by the, the painting of the picture that I mentioned earlier, Let, let's just throw hypothetically a scenario out there. And look, this might not happen. And I'll say this, if, if this team does nothing and this is what they walk into the season with, I will be the first in line to vilify them, criticize them, rip them from pillar to post because they'll deserve it. I will tear them a new ass if I have to. I've done it before. But let's just have this scenario play out. Jacoby Myers goes to the Raiders, right? Let's say the Patriots replace Jacoby Myers with um, Juju Smith-Schuster, and then they trade for DeAndre Hopkins. And now you have Hopkins, Juju, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker and Tyquan Thorne. Is anybody bitching about that receiver core? No. Right. So, so the, like we've, we've got to, even if it's Adam Thielen, I mean, you could argue if they sign Adam Thielen on a one-year deal that's less money than Jacoby Myers to play the Jacoby Myers role, then it's not a huge drop-off, everybody. Like, yeah. the, the point is if they, they have to make that next step, they have to take that next step and bring in somebody like a Hopkins or a Juju. If that's why they're creating space, then you have nothing to complain about then everything you've yelled into the ether the last 24, 36 hours was for nothing. And look, Felker's going to love it because he just got a ton of ratings for yelling it into the ether. He knows what he's doing. But for fans, like, it, I would just preach patience and see how it all comes together, especially at wide receiver, and see what they do. Nick, I, I, I completely agree with you um, on that. And, you know, there, you know, like you said, if – uh, Ian Rappaport re reporting that Jordan Poyer is expected back to Buffalo. If anybody had thoughts about that, um, you know, if, if the Patriots go out and if the Patriots go out and you know, say they trade for DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, as long as they put Jacoby Myers' money to something else, I don't have a problem with it. And what fans need to understand, you know, listeners of this pod, readers of BSJ, they understand that. Look, basically for like two years, I've been I've been like, you know, they need better than Jacoby Myers. Okay. Like he's fine. You can't you can't fall in love with your players. You know, just because they, they they're your team and, and Jacoby's great. I love him. Um, great in the locker room, great with the media. Love the guy. But you can't fall in love with a guy just because he does all those things and he was an undrafted free agent, he worked hard. Like, I understand all that, but you can't fall in love with the guy. And I, I feel not vindicated because I don't think people were ripping me for this. But, you know, I've been saying for a while that Jacoby Myers is just, you know, average. And I want better than that. And so, and, and the rest of the NFL agrees with me. And so, if the Patriots take that money and they put it towards, um, you know, 
something that's better. You know, say they get, let's just say, for example, they they trade for DeAndre Hopkins uh, or some other receiver, even though it sounds like from the reports out there, like Jerry Judy from the Broncos, they're asking for like a first round pick plus. So that's out the window because then you got to pay him. But say DeAndre Hopkins, um, say they sign some sort of, uh, say they sign DJ Shark, um, who's a vertical speed guy on the outside. Say they draft Zay Flowers or Jackson Smith and Ingba um, on the inside to be a more dynamic slot. All of a sudden you're like, okay, that's better. They're, they're progressing. But you can't fall in love just because it's Jacoby Myers and, and it was your guy. You can't fall in love with the player. You have to be real about it. And I think the Patriots, you know, I didn't love it. They better do something with that cap space or, you know, or, or that contract, that money. Um, because if they don't, then you're damn right. I'm, I'm going to rip them um, up and down because, you know, as I said on TV last night, let me say this for, for everybody, you know, everybody in the back who didn't hear me. I do believe that the Patriots are doing more. I am not ripping them right now for what they've done. But if the Patriots are going forward and this is the best they can do and they're just going to the draft, hell yeah, I'm going to rip them. And you could make the argument that you, you look at it and be like, is, is Bill Belichick trying to get fired? Is he, is he completely detached? I mean, did he, has he fallen off that dramatically in like six months? I mean, because if this is what he's rolling with, rolling with the defense back, you know, taking away the one thing on offense that worked over the last three years. I mean, going back to Cam Newton, Jacoby Myers was even productive. I mean, you know, leaving you Devontae Parker, you don't know whether he's going to be out there. Kendrick Bourne hasn't been able to play since, you know, uh, McDaniels and Lombardi left for Vegas. Tyquan Thornton, who the hell knows if this is what he's rolling with in draft picks. I mean, he looks like George Costanza trying to get fired from the Yankees. You know, we're just <laughs> missing him driving around the parking lot at a bullhorn, dragging a Lombardi trophy from behind. But I don't believe that. I think that Bill is going, he's got something up his sleeve. It's way too quiet. My Patriots sources are way too quiet. I think stuff is coming, especially on offense, trades, a few key signings, get Trent Brown out of here use that cap money, use Jacoby's money, and get better on offense. That's what I think they're going to do. Man, I hope they do it. We will have an all-time epic roast session if they do nothing following this day. Greg and I, I, I consider ourselves really fair with this football team. We tell you like it is, when it comes to the games, check our record last year against the spread. We were pretty damn good, okay? And when it comes to the offseason – we we're fair and we're going to give them time to do stuff. And again, if they don't, we will be along the line with everybody else to just absolutely crush them. By the way, Jeff, Howe, uh Patriots have called about Hopkins and Judy. They also attended OBJ's workout. They're in the wide receiver market. The price point remains a key component. So of oh. course, Felger and <laughs> Felger and Chase too are going to jump on the uh, price point thing, which I get, but <laughs> there's negotiations. There's leverage, okay? And we'll see. We'll see what happens and whether or not uh, they get, you know, they get one of those guys or a couple of those guys. We'll see how it comes together. But what I take from that is that Belichick is well aware of the problem, okay? He's, 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 he's turning over every rock. He's talking to teams. He knows they need a wide receiver, if not a couple of them. Let's see if they can finish the deal with one or two of those guys. Um, Greg, let's uh, let's get to the BSJ member question of the day. 
Of course, you can always check out bostonsportsjournal.com, uh, $39.99 on the annual plan. Um, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, and by the way, if people, you know, if you're curious about, like, what does Bedard think about this and that? I'm not big on Twitter. I don't get paid by Twitter. Uh, I don't give my stuff away for free. My insights, what I hear from my sources. The one place that you can go and get my stuff in real time over at BSA, I've got a live coverage thing going with my reactions to everything that's going on in the NFL market. Just join up over it at BSJ. And uh, trust me, it'll be worth your money. Um, I don't have a specific question here, but I just wanted to uh, hit on something that Felger brought up last night on television. Um, I sort of went off on him a little bit. Um, a few times I called it uh, Felger fantasy land. And this is, uh, you know, his storyline that Jacoby Myers going out is some sort of evidence that Bill Belichick hates Mac Jones. Now, do I think that he loved Mac Jones last year? Um, no. Do I think that, uh, do I rule out them being in the quarterback market? Not entirely. I mean, you know, I would pass out if they, you know, signed Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet, but, you know, stranger things I think have happened. So I don't totally <laughs> rule it out or them doing whatever them the patriots trading up and getting one of the 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 quarterbacks in the in the draft i i don't rule anything out with bill belichick but what i won't do is i'm not going to use the patriots not signing jacoby myers as some sort of evidence against mac jones because i think that is completely false i think it is a it it's just a talk show narrative to uh drive home a point because What's my evidence of that? Did you watch Tom Brady's career? When did when did Bill Belichick ever give Tom Brady what he wanted, except at the end when they were desperate because they didn't have anybody. Like, they had to go get Antonio Brown. They had to go get Mohamed Sanu because they were awful. Every year, you know, whether it was Wes, Wel Wes Welker and Julian Edelman, the slot receivers before Jacoby Myers, they all had to, you know, basically hold a tin can to get paid around here. Julian Edelman, one of Brady's buddies, had to go to free agency to get the pay, get even like a crappy deal from the Patriots. He was in the exact same situation that Jacoby Myers was. What about Dion Branch? Brady's, you know, buddy early on, his best friend on the team, his best wide receiver, shipped out. So what they're doing with Jacoby Myers now is exactly what they did with Tom Brady. It's no evidence of anything. You're just pushing a narrative if you're pushing this crap. And I told Felger as much last night, which he didn't like. But, like, Bill Belichick might hate Mac Jones, but what he, what he did with Jacoby Myers is not evidence of anything. Agreed. Uh, this episode of the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Sign up now at FanDuel.com slash Boston and claim your $200 bonus. I'm flying out to Vegas in about eight hours to uh, enjoy some some uh, NCAA tournament in St. Patty's nice. Day on Fremont Street. Might get a little crazy, <laughs> but I will keep I will keep my eye on everything. Trust me when I tell you. And if something breaks, maybe I'll jump on the phone and, and join uh, Greg via terrible, uh, terrible FaceTime, which I don't really, which I really don't have. <laughs> but we'll figure it out. Everybody have a, a good day. Remember, it's really early in this process. I know people get frustrated and impatient, but let's see. Let's see. We're we're a few hours away from free agency actually beginning the new league year. Let's see if Bill does have that uh, 
that trick up his sleeve. Until then, be good, be safe, be healthy. It's the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cap.